0: Hello and welcome to another edition of the UK Law Weekly Podcast with me, your host, Marcus Cleaver. This week we have a double episode as we cover two cases. The first will be in the matter of an application by Stephen Hilland for judicial review. The citation being 2024 UKSC4. And the second will be Jersey Choice Limited and His Majesty's Treasury. Citation for that one is 2024 UKSC5. Let's begin with Stephen Hilland, who had been sentenced to two consecutive 12-month determinate custodial sentences. However, after his automatic release on licence, he was unfortunately arrested and it was recommended that his licence be revoked and he be recalled to prison. Hilland challenged this decision by way of judicial review, arguing that there was unjustifiable discrimination between those on determinate custodial sentences And those serving either indeterminate or extended custodial sentences. The basis for this argument was a practice adopted by the Offender Recall Unit in line with guidance by the Parole Commissioner and Article 28 of the Criminal Justice Northern Ireland Order 2008. This practice allows for the recall of determinate custodial sentence prisoners where it is necessary to protect the public from harm whereas other prisoners serving indeterminate or extended sentences are only recalled when it is necessary to protect the public from serious harm. The argument follows that this distinction represents a breach of Article 14 of the European Convention on Human Rights, the protection from discrimination, alongside Article 5 which is the right to liberty. The judicial review was dismissed in the High Court because the situations are not analogous and, in any event, the distinction is objectively justified. The Court of Appeal dismissed the appeal, and so Hilland appealed to the Supreme Court, which is where we pick things up. The Justices began with the 2018 Supreme Court decision in the Crown, on the application of Stott and the Secretary of State for Justice. In that case, it was decided that there are four elements that a claimant must satisfy in order to show that there has been unjustifiable discrimination. Firstly, the circumstances must fall within the ambit of a convention right. Secondly, the discrimination must be on the basis of a recognised characteristic in order to bring an Article 14 claim. Thirdly, the claimant and the other person must be in analogous situations And finally, there must be no objective justification for the treatment. We can speed things along a little bit here because Hillen satisfies the first two elements, and so it was left to the justices to dive into the third and fourth elements. They noted that the different types of custodial sentences each had their own set of rules regarding things like when they can be imposed, how they operate, and the circumstances under which a prisoner can be recalled. As such, those serving determinate custodial sentences are not in an analogous situation with those serving indeterminate and extended custodial sentences. The distinction that exists in terms of recall is just one aspect of the sentencing regimes that are different in a whole range of ways. Under the approach suggested by the appellant, determinate custodial sentence prisoners would only be recalled. If there was a risk of serious harm to the public, but that is extremely rare when dealing with these types of offenders. As regards the fourth element and whether there was objective justification for the treatment, the justices held that this is to be determined in the wider context of the sentencing regimes as a whole. The point of having different sentencing regimes is to respond to different types of sentencing in different ways. This approach was found to have a legitimate aim and be proportional for a number of reasons. The recall practices reflect the likely potential harm by a determinate custodial sentence prisoner. The rules for each type of prisoner reflect the seriousness of the offence, and the offender recall unit should have discretion to strike a balance between the rights of the individual prisoner and the need to protect the public. As such, Hillen's appeal was dismissed. I think that this was probably a pretty simple decision for the justices to make. Sure, on the surface, it might seem unfair that the basis for recalling different types of prisoners can vary between the sentences that are imposed, but when you think about it, it makes sense for there to be different rules based on the seriousness of the offense. Non-discrimination is important, but it is also important to remember that this does not mean absolute equality. We can now move on to the second case in this double episode, Jersey Choice Limited and His Majesty's Treasury, where the citation is 2024 UKSC 5. The company in question grows horticultural produce on the island of Jersey and exports them by mail order to customers in the UK. The value of the packages was very low, and for a time this was good because it meant they attracted low-value consignment relief, meaning the goods were exempted from import VAT. However, in 2012 that relief was removed from mail-order imports into the UK from the Channel Islands because some companies were using it to export goods from the UK to the Channel Islands and then re-import the goods free of VAT. At this same time, the UK was still a part of the EU, And so Jersey Choice brought a claim against the Treasury, arguing that removing the relief was a breach of the Treaty on the Functioning of the European Union, as well as the general principles of EU law. Jersey Choice lost in the lower courts, and so now they bring their claim to the Supreme Court, which is where we pick things up. At the beginning, it is important to note that while the UK was a member of the EU, the rules relating to the Commons Custom area and the free market also applied to the Channel Islands but the EU rules on VAT did not apply to the islands. Under the EU VAT directive, the Channel Islands are regarded as so-called Article 6 territories and this meant that imports were treated as VAT imports even if the goods were already within free circulation within the EU customs area. Importantly, Member States had the power to exclude mail order imports from low-value consignment relief under the Directive. Also, these proceedings were commenced before Brexit, and so for the purposes of this case the relevant rules are still applied. The main argument from Jersey Choice was that the withdrawal of the relief amounted to a charge having equivalent effect to a customs duty in contravention of EU law. In order for a measure to be regarded as equivalent to a customs duty, there are two things that have to be true. Firstly, the measure must only affect imported goods instead of both domestic and imported goods. Secondly, the measure must not be part of a general system of internal dues applicable systematically to categories of products according to objective criteria applied without regard to the origin of the products. Unfortunately for Jersey Choice, the charging of VAT on imports from the Channel Islands fails both of these tests. In relation to the first test, importation is merely a relevant transaction for the purposes of VAT system, and corresponding products supplied within the UK are subject to VAT in the same way. It also fails the second test because the measure is properly characterised as internal taxation. Jersey Choice also argued that the UK's decision also represented a breach of the general principles of EU law. We start with the principle of equal treatment, where there are two points to resolve. On the one hand, equal treatment does apply in the field of taxation. But on the other, it does not apply in relation to imports from third countries. So the question is whether Jersey should be treated as a member state, or as a third country for the purposes of the VAT Directive. Ultimately, the Supreme Court held that Jersey ought to be regarded as a third country, because even though it is a part of the customs territory, the Directive makes it clear that imports from the Channel Islands are to be treated as if from a third country. Furthermore, this interpretation lines up with the Treaty on the Functioning of the European Union. This also means that the general EU principle of proportionality cannot apply because Jersey is a third country rather than a member state. Jersey Choice's arguments based on fundamental rights under the treaty was also rejected because there has been no breach of rights. As with the previous case, I really don't have a great deal to add to the judgement as handed down by the Supreme Court. Jersey Choice have clearly been disadvantaged by the decision of the Treasury and it is a shame that the government closing a loophole has had such an outsized impact on this simple horticulture business. Perhaps things could have been done differently to avoid this outcome, but so far as the law goes, the VAT directive is relatively clear about how Jersey and the other Channel Islands should be treated, so it was hard to have too many complaints. Well, thank you very much for tuning in to another episode of the UK Law Weekly podcast, and thanks as ever to bensound.com for the music. I hope you don't mind another episode where we double up on the cases that were covered. I did the same thing a few weeks ago in a bid to catch up with the latest judgments and didn't receive any negative feedback. I'm not thinking that this will be a regular thing, but perhaps if the podcast is running behind and there are a couple of cases, like the ones today that are not especially significant or controversial, then it makes sense to bunch them together without hopefully affecting the quality of the analysis. If you do have thoughts, then you can always email me. My address is contact at UKLawWeekly.com. That's contact at UKLawWeekly.com. And as always, if you want to support the podcast, then the best way to do that is to sign up for my Substack there is a link in the description, and you get more analysis from me each week. This week I wrote about the significance of the controversy surrounding the Speaker of the House of Commons. If that sounds like something you would be interested in, there is a link in the description to this podcast episode. Anyway, I'll be back with another episode next week, but for now, bye! (laughs)